You are listening to the Long Hollow Podcast. For more information on Long Hollow or to watch a video version of this podcast, visit www.longhollow.com. All right, Long Hollow, let's open up our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, I've entitled our message today, Far More. Can y'all say that with me? Far more. Come on, you got to say it like you're a bunch of Baptocostals. Far more. There we go. There we go. It's so great to be back at Long Hollow. And uh, I know there's tons of new peeps, and you're like, who's this guy? He's a smaller version of Robbie, right? And, uh, and, and so I'm so excited to meet you and to um, be able to connect with you and thank you. Whether you know it or not, Long Hollow has been, we've just sung this song, all my life you have been faithful. For me, like this church has been a token of God's grace and faithfulness in my life. And um, I, I did have the privilege, my, my wife and I are up here, uh, Annabeth, um, she'll be in the next service. And uh, man, it's so cool to be up here. We have four kids. Bolt is my oldest, he's 14 now. And uh, as tall as his mama, Mac and Burke are twins. They'll be 12 in a couple weeks. And then my princess, my daughter, my baby girl, uh, she turns nine this fall. Guys, y'all gotta see her. I mean, she is so gorgeous, looks just like her daddy. It's unbelievable. And, um, and so we're so thankful to be back up here because we lived up here for about five months after planning a church in the city of New Orleans in 2008 after Hurricane Katrina uh, Robbie and I were in seminary together. That's when we became friends, and um, God uh, used us to plant a work. We led that church for well over a decade, and then um, the Lord called us to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And so you guys were uh, a token of grace for us because we got to adjust altitudes, and we went from below sea level to Nashville, and then from Nashville to Pittsburgh. And uh, even when we were here for those five months, it snowed in Nashville. So you guys prepared us for our future life in Pittsburgh. And so it was so great to, to be up here. Now, I wasn't here much. I traveled and fundraised and got everything ready. But we took off, and we went to Pittsburgh in, in fall of 2018. So I was here kind of you know, January till about June in 2018. Fall 2018, we land in Pittsburgh. And we start this incredible work, not only in planting Vintage Church Pittsburgh, but I've had the incredible privilege of serving as the Sin City Missionary for the North American Mission Board, overseeing all of our church planning work. And I just gotta tell you this, because I gotta, I gotta brag on God. Um, when I came in the city, we had four churches in the city. Today, we have 14 church plants. Isn't that amazing? And so God's been at work, even in COVID. Take that, Satan, right? And so, um, man, we have just seen God move. Well, the story of our church, uh, we came in fall of 2018, and for a year and a half, we worked and um, had to renovate some properties and got all our plants together. And very quickly, we had an opportunity to not just plant one church, but we basically planted one church in two locations in the city and out in the airport. You guys sent a team to renovate and help and serve and tell people about Jesus. And God was on the move. And we officially launched our church in January of 2020. I don't know if, did COVID hit Tennessee? I don't know if, if COVID hit, but COVID happened two months later. I mean, we had some deep-rooted membership for two months. 
really committed to our church. And um, guys, that launch day, we had over 400 people come out. God was moving. And very quickly, everybody disappeared. We hadn't even done online church. We very quickly had to find out how to lead our entire church online. And guys, I was struggling. Your pastor gave me the incredible blessing. Our church hadn't yet come back in person. And I was last here in September of 2020, preaching right here. And that time, I mean, to be honest, was such a shot in my arm of just encouragement and faith. I got so motivated seeing a full room again. Um, I was like, we're going, I don't care what they say in Pittsburgh, we're having church again. So we rev everything up around Thanksgiving and we're like, we're gonna have a strong Christmas in the house. And when we came back, because of my ministry with church planting, through COVID, we had sent out three church planners that I was training and I told everyone in our church, if you feel led, go. I had no idea they didn't like me that much because they all went, right? And so what came back was way smaller than what launched in January. And on that Sunday, we had a COVID outbreak. We had to shut everything down again. Half of my staff got COVID. Guys, I hope I can be real. Is it okay for me to be real at Long Hollow? Um, I went into one of the deepest, darkest depressions I've ever been in that Christmas. I didn't wanna do this anymore. I had lost faith. I felt like the energy that it was gonna take that I'd already spent to move my family from New Orleans to plant a church and all the work, it was like, I gotta do this all over again. And then I had a friend from Texas, he's a pastor of me and your pastor, Robbie. His name's Jarrett Stevens, pastor of Champion Forest Baptist Church, and he sent me the passage that I wanna preach to you today. How many of you need in this house to believe today that God is the God of far more? Anybody in the house? All right, I saw a few hands. I did bring two messages. Because if you don't want God to be a God of far more, I can go straight to Revelation and yell. <laughs> Put the fear of God in you, turn or burn you. All right, how many of y'all wanna believe for far more? All right, let's read this together. Ephesians chapter three, and then I got a few points. We'll break this down. Ephesians chapter three, verse 14 through 21 says this. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. Can I just encourage you real quick? I'm gonna try my best to just read, but if you perhaps relate here in this present moment with what I just shared, and you're here today in one of your deepest, darkest depressions, may I submit to you, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. This God of far more is here right now. He loves you, he knows you, he's with you. It says, verse 15, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power 
through his spirit. And then notice the focus of this prayer, this verse. In your inner being. A lot of preachers and a lot of people are gonna eventually go to verse 20 and 21. Now to him who is able, and they pray this, and they're like, oh God, please give me a Tesla with rim spinning. The far more that we're after in this text is not external. This is an inward blessing prayer. And how many of y'all wanna testify? that the external ain't all that. What we need is our souls blessed by the Lord. See, God wanted to remind me that, Rob, I'm doing a work in you before I'm ever gonna do a work through you. And so the Lord spoke to me with that, the inner being. All right, let's continue in the text, verse 17. It continues to talk about now what God does, his blessings in us. It says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints. Notice it's not with all the titans, it says with all the saints. Just saying, if God had a team. What is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So many lock in on verse 20 and 21, which is what we're gonna read here in just a second, and they miss verse 14 through 19 Man, they miss out on a lot. May I submit to you, verse 14 through verse 19 is the very reason why we can pray verse 20 and 21. All right, let's read verse 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more, everybody say far more, abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Uh, this past fall, my twin boys, Mac and Burke, which I'm just gonna tell you, maybe you'll understand this, they're always working on their testimony for the Lord, okay? They're either gonna go to jail or they're gonna be the greatest missionaries this world has ever seen, full tilt. Um, me and Robbie and Candy, I mean, I just love your pet. Don't y'all, aren't y'all thankful for the Gallaty family? Can we just thank God for the Gallaty family? Man, I just love them so much. Um, we wish we would get together a lot more, but we decided we can only really see each other twice a year because everywhere we go together, we have to apologize to whoever we've been around. Because when Rig and Ryder and Bolt, Mack and Burke get together, jail time is a threat. <laughs> Mack and Burke, full tilt. They've always been full tilt. I love my twin boys. This year, they got into basketball. 
And this daddy was so amped about it because they're big football players. They love football. But I played college basketball about 40 pounds ago. And I love basketball. I was a Division II All-American. And man, I, I loved, I love basketball, okay? The twins got into basketball. And this fall, I'm telling you, they straight dominated those Pittsburgh kids, man. It was awesome. They were on fire, draining threes left and right. This guy was not humble about it at all. It's like, those are my boys, right? Well, how many of y'all have ever played sports and been in a season and maybe you've been on fire, um, but you went through a slump? And it was amazing. The twins started hot and then all of a sudden they started to slump. And I saw their confidence was shot. So much so that they weren't even like shooting anymore. And so daddy's like working with them and taking them to the gym and you're never gonna believe this. They weren't listening to me. I mean, I'm like, boys, daddy used to ball. And I know what I'm talking about. And you gotta do this and this. And they're like, daddy, we ain't never seen you play. You're not on Instagram. I was like, I'm gonna show these little dudes. I go deep into my closet and I pull out a VHS tape. How many of y'all tried to find a VCR today? <laughs> can't, can't find one. We find the one that's in Pittsburgh, right? And the guy who lent it to me is like, it's the only one in Pittsburgh, please be careful. And my kids, you should have seen their eyes. It's like, whoa, look at this technology, you know? <laughs> they're kind of blown away by the technology of this VHS tape. My wife and I are like laughing our heads off and my wife's like, we better rewind it. Blockbuster's gonna find us, you know? <laughs> And uh, how many of y'all remember the technology? Like you could either rewind in the moment, it goes real slow and you watch everybody go in reverse or you hit stop, rewind, it goes faster. My kids are like, whoa, you know? <laughs> well, like we put in daddy's old highlights and I'm watching my boys and they're watching me hoop. I'm like, boys, what you think about your daddy? And one of the twins said, you were a ball hog. I said to him, exactly. I know I'm a, I was a ball hawk. I, I mean, I never saw a shot I didn't like. Um, and that's what I wanted them to see. Because one of the things I knew as a shooter in basketball was the only way to get out of a slump is you have to shoot. I've come all the way here from Pittsburgh to remind you, even if you are in your deepest, darkest depression right now, and the enemy has convinced you that he's winning, even if you here in this moment have experienced failure and you've now stopped trying, I want to encourage you in the name of Jesus to keep shooting your shot. Because what I want you to know is that our God is greater and that he is the God of the far more, and he can do more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. Long hollow, keep shooting your shot. Keep shooting your shot. That was the word that the Lord had to do inside my heart in 2020. I wanna break this text down 
And I want to answer a few questions just in case you're not convinced yet. The first question that we must answer is the question of why. Why should we pray for far more? Michael Hyatt says people lose their way when they lose their why. Why? Well, here in this text, look in verse 14. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. May I submit to you, Long Hollow, why should we pray for far more? Because he is our heavenly Father. He is our heavenly Father. Even in my kids' worst moments, I love my stinking kids. And I'm an imperfect dad. Like, their stuff, their behavior really does affect me. Maybe you're the perfect dad, it doesn't phase you. Sometimes I want to obliterate these little suckers. And my daughter is so cute, but she's a cute little sinner. <laughs> God is your heavenly father. His love for you is perfect. Anyone thankful to be adopted as children of God? And so God is described here in this text. We, for this reason, answering why, I bow my knees before the Father. And then there's a couple points here. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. This heavenly Father's our creator. He's our creator. He's at the beginning of all things. So if you're lacking or if you're in need of anything today, it'd probably be a good idea for you to go to the one who created anything. Stop going to government. Stop going to mama. I love mama, I'm a mama's boy, but she ain't God. Stop going to whatever the, the quick fix is that America's selling you right now. Go to God. He is the creator of all things and he calls us, every single one of you, none of you entered into this world and God was like, who's that? Where'd that person come from? You were beautifully and wonderfully designed and created by God for a purpose. He's not only our creator in the text, he's our provider. Anyone thankful that God doesn't just call you to something or create something and then say, good luck in Pittsburgh. No, he's with me in Pittsburgh. If God called you or created something in your life and you're walking in that, he has not abandoned you. He's with you every day. And as he's with you every day, look at the promise in this text. It says that according in verse 16, according to the riches of his glory. That is so powerful there. So that when you're journeying in whatever God's called you to, the thing that he created or called you to, and you're in that journey, I promise you, in that journey, you're gonna have seasons of lack, need. Anyone thankful for Heavenly Father where we can bring our needs, not our wants, right? But our needs to the Lord. And I want you to know when we present those needs to the Lord, the Lord never goes into the pantry in heaven and says, shoot, I gotta go to Costco, we're empty. There are unlimited resources and riches with our God, for the whole earth is his. 
Isn't that good news? The whole earth. Nothing, let me put it another way, is too great for our God. Nothing. Oh, but Pastor Rob, you don't know about my situation. You don't know how, how impossible it is. Nothing is too great for our God. Can I just, this is what the Lord's put upon my heart. The Holy Spirit's telling me to tell somebody right now. You're witnessing to a lost friend in your life right now, and you think that lost friend is well beyond ever being saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're so lost. They don't want to have anything to do with God. They're so anti-Jesus movement, anti-the church. May I submit to you, nothing is too great for our God. And oh, by the way, Jesus saved you as stinky as you were. He can do the same for your friend. He's our provider, but number three, he's our sustainer. He's our sustainer. Look at this text. It says, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit. This is the press on, the perseverance. Anyone thankful that when God is for us, who can be against us? That he's with us to the end. He sustains us. All right, so God is our heavenly father who's creator. He's at the beginning of all things. I think I should go to him. God is my provider. That means whatever's going on in my life right now, in the present day, I can go to him. And he's made a promise that forever, for all time, he will be faithful to the end, amen? Our God is faithful. I'm gonna go to him. How do we get to go to him when he is secondly Christ in you? He is Christ in you. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? I pray you do. And another part of Ephesians, I love Ephesians chapter two, because in Ephesians chapter two, in the first really three verses, it shows a picture of life without Christ. And then there's an amazing transition in verse four. It says, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. It's not your own doing, it's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Every head bowed and every eye closed right now. I'm not done preaching, don't put your stuff away. But now is a time for salvation. And at the end of our worship gathering today, I want you to publicly make a step to our next steps area and, and share with someone, even if right now you're still praying about this and you're not ready right now, but I believe right now is a moment of salvation for someone here in the house or someone worshiping with us online right now. And I wanna invite you to trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
God loves you so much. He created the heavens and the earth. And although Adam and Eve sinned against God, which means that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that the wages of sin is death, the first part of Ephesians chapter two, but God being rich in mercy, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you so that you might have life and have it to the fullest. And God's word says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, God's word says, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I invite you right now to trust in this Jesus who gives you access to this heavenly father who is your creator, your provider, your sustainer. If you're here in the house or worshiping with us online right now, and you are ready, to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Boldly lift up your hand right now. Anybody in the house? Come on. Anybody up in the balcony? Come on. Now's a moment of salvation. Now's a moment of salvation. And so, Lord Jesus, I praise you for the things seen and unseen. I know that you are changing this world one life at a time. And we thank you, King Jesus, for the blood of the cross. We thank you for our salvation. And we rejoice with those here in this room, those today who are trusting in you as Lord and Savior, those who are worshiping with us online who are trusting in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. To you be all glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name, amen. Can we thank Jesus for his salvation? Second question that I wanna answer, not just why, but what or how? I mean, how should we pray then for far more? Um, I'm just one of these guys, like, this first part of this sermon, it's like, oh God, thank you so much for being my creator. Thank you for being my provider. Thank you for being my sustainer. I'm just not one of those guys that are like, let's have a worship service and go to the mountains and think about it. When I get a picture of how great our God is, I wanna hit someone in the name of Jesus. I'm a full contact kind of guy. Give me something practical. I'm ready to go. I don't know if that's you or not, but like, I'm ready for action. And I love in this text, there's some next steps action because of the truth that our heavenly father is our creator, provider, sustainer. Let me share it with you. The first thing you need to be praying for in this prayer is you need to pray for a faithful passion. Everybody right now, touch your heart a faithful passion. Can we be honest, parents in the house? Our goal with our kids, as all my boys are turning teenagers, is to not get locked down on the external actions of their life, but to try and minister and speak to their hearts. If all I do is deal with the external, I hate to say, and it's not an internal thing, when they're gone from my house, there's no chance. So that's why number one, and I praise God for this, all four of my kids, three of mine met King Jesus up in Pittsburgh. Bolt, my oldest, met Jesus when we served in New Orleans. All four of mine at least have a transformed heart because of Jesus Christ, and he's the only one who can change the heart. But at the core whether they're dealing with sin or whatever else, 
My first talk with them is, buddy, how does this affect your relationship with God? Your heart. Right there in the text, it says in verse 17, we should pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. First of all, you better know Jesus. Can't live for Jesus without Jesus. Secondly, you ask, right, for the John 15, 5, to abide in Jesus. Why? Because apart from him, we can do nothing. So we want to dwell, we want to stay connected in, and we want the Lord to do soul work constantly in our hearts. A faithful passion. Number two, a foundational love is in this text. We pray for a foundational love. My daughter did some cheerleading this year. Let me see your spear fingers. Show me your hands. Come on, come on, church, show me your hands. All right, so we want the Lord to touch our hearts. We also want the Lord to touch our hands, our actions. When I think about love, a foundational love, I think about this mission of loving God, of loving people, and notice what it says here in the text. It says that you being rooted and grounded in love, this agape love. Okay, let's talk real. I don't understand it. We even rented a car here. I don't understand why every time when I get in my car and drive, why everybody seems to be in my way. It's like they haven't recognized that I'm on the road they should drive the speed I want. They should never be in the fast lane when they're driving slow. They, how many of y'all wanna understand that just people are hard to love? Anybody? I know Robbie it's never struggles with loving you guys, but my church be crazy sometime. I mean, I don't always feel like preaching to them. That's when they complain to me that they're in the house, that I'm preaching. I'm like, listen up. I wish I was still home in my PJs watching myself preach. People are hard to love. So when we pray and ask for God to give us a rooted and grounded love, we're asking for God to give us the ability to love like Christ. First John 4, 19, we love because Christ first loved us. And last time I checked, Christ didn't love us dependent on whether or not we behaved or not. He didn't love us because we earned it. No, what did we read? By grace through faith in Christ alone. Jesus loved us just as we were, the wretched sinners that we are. And so what I'm praying for in this far more prayer is for a foundational love. God, would you give me the ability to love even when it's hard to? Would you give me the ability to love my enemies? Number three, we pray for a fulfilling understanding. A fulfilling understanding. Now touch your mind. See, God wants your heart, your hands, your head. And it goes on to describe this, that you may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And then it's so powerful here. It says, as we pray this prayer, we're asking for the Lord to bless our head, heart, hands with just a little bit of him? Look at this. 
We're asking for the Lord to unleash what? That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God, unleash every ounce of who you are holistically throughout my life for your kingdom and for your glory. So the third question we have today as we close, when, Pastor Rob, should we pray this prayer? Well, I want you to know you're gonna have to have attendance, perfect attendance for three months at Long Hollow. You're gonna have to move towards giving 20% of your income to the church. Um, You have to have three consecutive good hair days. Um, When can we pray? When can we pray? What's the first word in verse 20? Someone shout it out. Now! When can we pray? Now! But Pastor Rob, I just don't know what's ahead of me. And I'm so paralyzed with anxiety right now. I'm scared to even like approach. Now! Pastor Rob, I'm in one of the deepest, darkest depressions of my life. I'm even in my heart denying the existence of God. Now! Pastor Rob, I'm actually doing really well. Business is clicking, but I'm fully aware that, how many of y'all know pride comes before fall? Now! Now is when we pray it. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. This was my moment of this text. I love whiteboarding. I'm I'm cursed with vision. And I love whiteboarding and dreaming. You should have been there 15 years ago when me and Robbie met each other on a seminary campus. Like, hi, my name is Rob. Hi, my name is Robbie. We went to a whiteboard and dreamed how we could fill the Superdome with a revival. I love whiteboarding. But can I tell you, fall of 2020, I couldn't put anything down on a whiteboard. I lost all dreams. I was crushed because everything I seemed to whiteboard just didn't work. Just didn't know what to do. I want everybody to take a deep breath right now. (sighs) Do you know what this scripture tells us? God wants to do far more than you can even ask or think. Do you know why that was good news for me? I can't even think up, nor even ask God. Anybody willing to admit you've needed to pray to God, but you've not known what you've needed to pray for? Isn't it great to know, Romans 8, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groans too deep for words? Anyone thankful that in this moment, this is not a prayer that says, hey, you better have the power to do this. You better be trained. You better be discipled the right way. You better know the fancy theology words and you better have all the right answers. No, that's not the gospel. The gospel's not you can and you will. The gospel's you can't, but Jesus did. Because Jesus did, now you can and you will. And so take a deep breath, church. He's gonna do it. 
God doesn't want your ability in the house. He wants your availability. Newsflash. Pittsburgh was not on my five-step life plan. But I couldn't imagine, couldn't imagine not having a brother like Kevin who for six months, I went and spoke at his company in Pittsburgh. And as he was going through some hard things, he decided to leave his Catholic church and come to our church. And militantly, he sat on the front row for five to six months. I shared the gospel with him. We loved him. We welcomed him. I told him over and over about God's grace and how he could meet Jesus by surrendering his life. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then one Friday, I get a phone call and there's weeping on the other side of the phone. And he says, Pastor Rob, Jesus changed my life today. I've given my life to King Jesus. I couldn't bear the thought of not being able to know Kevin and be a part of that salvation story for God's glory. And what Jesus Christ has done for me, he wants to do the same for you. Now there's something amazing here in the text. As it transitions, it talks about according to the power that's at work within us. Thank you God for empowering us. But then it says to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. May I just share this? If this city knows more about Long Hollow than Jesus, you're failing, church. The far more prayer has at the aim, not you, not any one of us, but God. And if you align yourself to that, when also are we invited to pray? Look at the end. Throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. That's good news. But Pastor Rob, gas prices are so high. Now and always. Well, Pastor Rob, what if COVID, y'all know 2022 is like 2020 part three. Tried to fly yesterday. I don't know what's going on with the airlines. Jesus never hits the panic button. He is the God of far more and he's in 100% control. If you're ready right now to take a statement of faith, I wanna invite you to respond through action. I wanna pray verse 20 and 21 one more time, and I wanna pray it over those who right now would say, Pastor Rob, in whatever category, you're in your deepest, darkest depression, maybe you're trusting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, maybe you just want an extra ounce of the fullness of God in your life. If you're ready right now to just receive this blessing from the Lord, this far more blessing from the Lord, I want you to either stand up or come down front and get on your knees. Come on, let's move, church. Let's move, I wanna pray this prayer one more time. Come on, church, step out, be bold, be bold. Come on, we're not darkening the room or anything else. Step out boldly. Only if the Lord's speaking to your heart, you want to receive this far more blessing. My moment was fall of 2020. Man, I needed this verse. I needed every ounce of who God was to just flood into my life, to build up my face. So whatever category, we see people responding all over. So as we close and as we get ready to sing one more song, just know that we're here for you. This church is so amazing. Take a next step. Be part of this church family. Give your life to Jesus. We love you. We're here for you.
Let's pray this prayer one more time. Dear Jesus, we love you. Thank you for our heavenly Father who is our creator, provider, sustainer. God, we ask for a faithful passion, a foundational love, a fulfilling understanding. And God, we ask that these words in Ephesians 3, Lord, would work in and through us for your glory. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and forever. Amen.